All right. All right. Well, time to get down to the Let's, short. We've, we've been delaying. We've been <laughs> <laughs> delaying the inevitable here. Let's uh, welcome to the good, bad, and the garbage. Uh, today we've we've got uh, we've got a movie on board here. We've got fucking tiptoes from <laughs> two thousand and three. Uh, this movie. Uh, this is a movie. This was uh, your choice, Bo. Why don't you you want to tell us what Tiptoes is about? Like, introduce us to this movie, please, because I got confused towards the end. It's just oh my god. We, we'll get to the end because that was just I it was a loop. But uh, yeah, I guess the reason we chose Tiptoes is uh, Quinn, weren't you one the one that said it in the group chat or something? And I was I watched the trailer and I was I don't like, know where. I don't remember where I heard of this gem, uh, but wherever it came from, I truly thank them for this experience because it was yeah. it was life changing. It was great. Base base uh, <laughs> summary is that Matthew McConaughey, a great actor, by the way, I just love him. Academy Award winning actor. And He's award an excellent winner. actor. He's a great dude and a big fan of Texas Texas football. Yes, but, uh, I've heard that. Yeah, <laughs> big Texas football fan. Yeah, uh, is dating a girl, but Matthew McConaughey doesn't alert his uh, girlfriend at the time, fiance, that his family are all small, vertically challenged people, and little people. Bo, you can say it. Little people is fine when they say midgets. Matthew McConaughey takes offense. He goes, "Yeah, yeah that's where you cross the line." Little people is borderline. Suffers from dwarfism. He was fine with that, and. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Matthew McConaughey's girlfriend ends up being pregnant and then finds out that there's a a genetic deficiency is not the word I want to use, but it's the only one that's there's coming to my mind. There's a possibility that their child will also have dwarfism. Yeah, and then, and then that's like, yeah. I feel like everything after that is just a whirlwind of emotions and horror <laughs> and confusion i think like we'll let the rest of the plot work out work itself out in the actual speaking of what happens what is going on with your thing quinn what are you doing he's just turning the video on and off here is this sorry i have on my phone so i can't look at my notes oh oh that's fine that's fine as long as we can hear you still you'll be able to hear me no matter what even if i is my video going out is that what's happening yeah the videos but that's it just it's like showing a beach picture i don't know if that's yeah i get that too it's like a beach icon that might be my like i don't know profile picture profile pic yeah that's it does feel like that it looks like that it would it would be that but funny um sorry i'm just gonna kick this off and say this movie fucking awesome <laughs> Anybody who's gonna disagree with me, it's, uh, <laughs> like, love it. Are you saying I that mean, it's so bad it's good? Peter Dinklage did quote and say that it was a beautiful. Oh crap! This is why I wish I had my notes. Yeah, Peter Dinklage said I think the original cut of this movie was beautiful. <laughs> Christ, what? How long yes. does it take you to read a quote? Uh, well, I think he's just gonna keep his notes. Are oh, you just gonna stay like that? Yeah, I think that was. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll jump back in here. Okay. Just give me a second. Okay. Just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Little. So this movie, written and directed by Matthew Bright, who hasn't made a movie since. 
this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, and he didn't really – I think he had, like, one semi-decent like decent hit. That was his first movie, and they made a sequel to it, and, like, two other ones between that and Tiptoes, but they're all shit. Anyways, he wrote and directed this, and he – I think his original cut was, like, over two hours long. And just two and a half hours. Yeah, two and a half hours, and apparently just very different. And Peter Dinklage, when he said that he thought it was great, he was talking about the original cut. I think Matthew Bright. Yeah, the director's cut. Yeah, but Matthew Bright like fought with the producers a lot, or the producer's wife a lot, or something weird like that. No, no. I, is this the one about Kate Beckinsale and her hat? A little bit, but that's like what? a that's a different story. <laughs> Good tease, though. Um, uh, no, I'm I had just, to look up multiple different sources to verify that because I thought it was a, a true story. Yeah. So basically, okay, a lot of big actors in this movie, right? I mean, you get three who would be Academy Award winning actors, and then Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale agreed to do this movie for minimum under the like the only circumstance was that she had to wear she have to be allowed to wear her lucky hat while filming. And Matthew what? Bright said, yes, I agree. And then they started filming, and the producer's wife or something like that was like, I don't mm-hmm. like that hat, make her take it off. And Matthew Bright was like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's the only reason she's here. That's a true story. That's a true story about this true movie. Story. <laughs> I actually, like, I know who Kate Beckinsale is, but, like, I have to actually picture her. Oh, it's, so it's the main actress. For some reason, I didn't, like... It's one of those names that I feel like I always hear, but I don't actually know who she is. Click. But that's my. Uh, he was in Click Adam with Adam Sandler. I'm, I'm just telling you, like, you could tell me any actor, actress's name that's not like a straight up, like, major comedy actor or something. And I would, like, Google them, be like, oh, 100% know who you're talking about, but I could not put mm-hmm. face to name. Yeah. I'm horrible at that. I am pretty good at like sports stuff remembering. Yeah. It's one of those things where Maria's like, you should just be like a sports talk person. I'm like, A, I'm still not as intelligent as them about it. But B, like that is like a job that just does not interest me. It's just getting angry at a microphone and bitching about. You guys already do that, but you don't I have anybody it. listening to you. I, I will admit I get out of hand every once in a while in that chat. I saw I, you and Jason throw beer bottles at our wall yeah. inside. Okay. Um, oh. That was college. <laughs> uh, I like how I had to clarify that was inside. It'd be totally rational if it was outside. That was Throwing beer bottles outside, totally fine. Inside, out of line. And it was the Fail Mary game, and that was quite upsetting. That's fair. Okay, see you have to have the qualification that was a fail Mary game. And then I would, if you burnt down the house, I'd be like, yeah, now it's totally okay. That would have been the cleanest that house would have ever been if we would have burnt it down. Anyways, <laughs> tangent. All right. Una. <laughs> Fucking I digress. Movie. Um, the story I was thinking of, though, maybe it's the same producer. What, but I, like, he just fought with the producers a lot on the set of this movie. And they basically took control they didn't like his original cut so they like took control of it and re-edited the entire movie into a rom-com apparently it wasn't originally supposed to be a rom-com and instead of two and a half hours it's an hour and a half and this is what we got and matthew bright was so pissed that he wanted his name taken off the screenplay and he wanted his name taken off the like as the director they didn't take his name off as being a director but they did take his name off (laughs) 
the screenplay and the name they replaced him with was Bill Wiener. Bill Wiener. <laughs> like, it's not a real person. They just had to put a different name on it. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, this is not the movie apparently that he wanted it to be. I don't know if his version would have been good. I guess Peter Dinklage liked it, but uh, I don't know. Peter Dinklage like is in this movie playing a, a weird French guy. Like I don't. I, I question his. Okay, can we talk about the characters yes. and how yeah. they're so randomly assorted and they don't make sense to the movie at all? Peter yeah. Dinklage character and that the the random hobo hippie chick they pick up make no sense to it's the story. It's Academy Award winning Patricia Arquette, sir. Who <laughs> cares? She doesn't add anything to this story. She what, is one of What the, is going on with them? Yeah, she is. Why? She's one of the craziest. I mean, in a movie full of crazy characters, she is one of the craziest. Bo, what were you going to say? I w- no, I was kind of on the same page that that whole, I don't, like, I still don't understand what Peter Dinklage and his mistress's like purpose was in that entire show like i or movie Nothing. like i have no idea like what the plot line like what it, like was it just what was his name ralph the twin brother gary oldman Rolf. ralph yeah r-o-l-f-e rolf roll r-o-l-f-e yeah rolf rolf yeah no it's rolf but that's a whatever i don't even care anymore but that's not good it's just like the only thing was like there was a dynamic between them where he was like you could tell there was uh i don't know some type of stress between them but other than that like he just there was just weird sex scenes (laughs) that rolf would walk into like that was the whole thing like i don't i just don't understand what the hell that and what purpose it played in the entire movie other than maybe they wanted to get a legitimate little person and peter dinklage was like we'll write you in to the script <laughs> like we'll out. yeah well, it's like he randomly pulls a gun at one point and it's like is, and there, then he doesn't, is something gonna happen with that but no they no. she's she's beating the dude over the head with a like a stiletto heel stiletto. <laughs> <laughs> he's just holding the gun like oh i guess i don't need that i could have just used a stiletto heel yeah, he just tags along the whole time. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? <laughs> and then he gets to the bike. Be- nothing to the story. Since we're just on character development, best character development plot line we've watched in a movie yet was definitely her having like those standard girl from middle school, like 12, 13 year old, went to Mexico on like middle school sp- spring break, came back with a twisted up braided dread braids. hair. Yeah, and then later in the movie, he has him himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's so weird. They like the why feathers. does he have to speak with a terrible French accent the whole freaking It's movie? a horrible... And why I, literally, he... I was going to say, I literally, Maria was walking behind me, and I was like, I cannot figure out where he's supposed to be from. And then they said something about, they like alluded to the war, and I don't know, I think it was World War One or something. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, it's got, I could probably figure it out now. Like, it's got to be, like, France, Britain, but it didn't sound British, whatever. And then literally two lines later, they mentioned something about him being French. It was the first time I had heard it. And I was – but that whole time I was like, is he Russian? Is he, like, like from Uzbekistan? Like, I have no idea what this accent is. Can we say, why did they start the movie with them riding on these random <laughs> motorcycles? You can, tell, you can tell they really wanted to, like, show off the makeup 
of like Gary Oldman, Oldman in this movie because the first scene of the movie is just boom, Gary Oldman riding on a fucking motorcycle as a little person. Like they just hit you right right away with it in the mouth. It just... doesn't make sense. Yeah, and then I, mean, I have like a million things I feel like I could talk about, but I'll let you just run through them, Matt. And then if they are, <laughs> let's, let's I figure we just keep going down the line of the characters. Like Quinn, Quinn you said, want to go with the characters? We talked about Carol a little bit. Well, that's Kate Beckinsale's character with you know, she had to wear the lucky hat. Uh, I think Kate Beckinsale is a pretty decent actress, like in other things that I've seen her in. She's in the Underworld movies, Click, I mentioned. She's she's in good stuff. Um, she like I don't know if it was just the dialogue or like, every line she has is terrible in this. It's terribly acted. Oh, there's, there's and we, is it time? That just, is it time? What? Is it time for the the line of our entire podcast? You said that. You said twenty minutes in. You were like <laughs> Kate Beckinsale had the line of the movie. What is it? Go for it. I want to. I want to do it verbatim. Okay. Line of the podcast. So you had a circle jerk. With a bunch of little people. I would love to have seen that. Yeah. That was in the movie. I don't even remember hearing that, honestly. Uh, was, she, was, she was talking to, to Matthew McConaughey, Stephen. After they had met her, her parents, or the parents? Yeah. Well, she asked him, like, have you ever slept with a little person before? And yeah. he was like, Have no. you ever had relations with a little person? Yeah. And he was and like, They were talking about in middle school, they would all sit and play like doctor and stuff. Oh, and she's like, so you had a circle jerk with a bunch of little people. I would have loved to have seen that. That is a line written for a movie. Here's, an, here's the next character thing. Like, we'll just stay on it to try and keep this in some formulation. Yeah, keep going down character. Uh, I thought Gary- Matthew McConaughey was awesome. I liked him a lot. No, yeah. No, I literally wrote, one of the first things I, I wrote was like, and this is before, like, as the later plot kind of moves on i was like how is matthew mcconaughey so endearing in every movie like the dude just every movie you're like dude that guy hi you know what i'd have a beer with that guy i would not just have a beer with him i would be like dude let's just like go to a a cab and do whatever happens happens like (laughs) (laughs) with little people (laughs) no matthew mcconaughey like you're right like there are times where he's him and kate beckinsale like talking to each other and i'm going what lines is Kate Beckinsale saying? Like, she's just saying words that, like, no normal person would say. And I'm just, like, so confused. But then Matthew McConaughey would talk, and I'd be like, he's his normal self. You know, we'll, we'll get to the end where his character has these weird things that happen at the end of it that don't make sense. But other than that, like, he's, like, Matthew McConaughey's himself, and he's he's pretty good. Like, you know, he's good in this for the most part. Very believable. Even the even the outlandish parts with the the firefighting stuff, it's still like it doesn't oh. feel weird and awkward. Like everything Kate Beckinsale does feels awkward. It like doesn't yeah. it doesn't fit. It just feels like she's acting, not like she's playing a role. Let's just talk about the fact that Gary Oldman and Matthew McConaughey are supposed to be not brothers, twins, legitimate twins, and like not even just a short person, tall person thing like that. Is, is that even physically possible? I, I'm wondering if there's a case dude, of that. Did you, did you never watch Little People Big World? That's it. On TLC? There it is, Bo. I was just yes. going to say that. I, like, I, I've never seen an episode, but Haley watches it a lot. And it's when still I, hot. I, what? 
It's still on? Yeah, they're making new episodes apparently, even though I just didn't they get divorced or something. I don't know. But, I think so. Well, so anyway, there is a legit twin brothers in it. One's big and one's little. Yeah, no. So it's literally it's a real show. And then I don't know what the family dynamic is anymore, but it was like in high school. It was the mother and the father were both little people. Yeah. Whatever you want to dwarfs trying to be nice little people and, little people. and they're they're so they then they had twins that were uh one was tall normal sized like i would say like even like six one six two when it like was all said and done the other one was a door and then they had a daughter right matt after yeah. that who was normal sized they, out of all their kids only one was little and yeah and the two boys were both twins yeah so it is possible, and and that and that leads me into like something else about this movie. Like, I'll it, send you a picture, Quinn. I'll actually find a picture of the family and just send it, it to you real quick. You can see what we're okay. talking about. There were things with this movie that I legitimately kind of learned and didn't know about that I kind of. I think that was supposed to be the point originally. I agree. I agree, and I I appreciate that. But the way it was delivered in this movie just does not work, and that's like the thing. This is where this has happened in some other movies that I I feel like could be amazing, but I feel like the producers get a hold of it. They cut it up to to push some motive that they think is going to sell better. And they ruin the original message that and the vision the director had. Yeah, like, and it, it just makes you think, like, can we get those director cuts? Because I know a lot of movies do that now when they sell DVDs and like their home stuff, they give a director's cut, which is the one I always go to. Yeah, and say most are always the best. Usually, the director's cut is better. Uh, I will say, I, I I'm not gonna say that the director's cut of this movie is gonna be great because, like, the guy who made yeah, but at this, least we might. It'd be interesting to see the disparity between that and then it would, what we got. It would very much be interesting because I don't think it was meant to be a rom-com. It seemed like the producers turned it into a rom-com probably because Matthew McConaughey, I think How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is coming out that year. Like, rom-coms were big. Yep. But the guy that made this movie, like, said he made this movie because he thought it was the idea of little people fucking was hilarious. Like, that's how he came up with the idea for this movie. So I'm not saying that the original cut is good. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say Yeah, but you have me sold on that premise more than this. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> I guess this brings up two two different points. Like, what we were just – oh, I already forgot one because I'm just laughing too hard at the conversation of you just saying that it's just <laughs> – the director thought it would be too funny. But I was going to say – I forgot. By the way, Quinn, if you're looking at the picture, they also had another normal-sized son that was, like, the youngest kid. So, yeah, they had four That's kids. Wild. Only one was a dwarf yeah. or suffered from dwarfism. For some reason, it feels more organic. That's offensive to be, like, suffered from dwarfism and not just you're a dwarf. That ism, that ism at the end of it yeah. makes it sound it's, a little more official. It goes from a label to a medical condition, and it's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. That's so wild. Anyway, <laughs> I cannot remember what I was going to say. Oh, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, I first thing, when you brought up rom-com, I was going to try and interject at some point, but you guys were going off for a second. I don't understand what this movie could have possibly been other than, like, trying to be a rom-com. Like, what were you trying to do? Like, a 
social. It was supposed to like enlighten people on the plight of little people. Is it? I don't know if that's the original intent because this guy only like he did comedies. Like, was it just going to be a straight up comedy or a straight up drama? Okay, so the quote I always said was the one you was the one you said about. He thought it was hilarious to think of little people fucking. But his his thought was to make it a raucous comedy about little people and hopefully shed some light on the like light of the little people in the world and that all the 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 things they have to truly go through and the the which hardships is, there. Which is stuff I learned. Like them as a baby like being in pain more often. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. So there is some actual legit stuff in this movie, but it's so cut up with crap that it's hard I mean, to it, it seems like such a stretch to say that this is supposed to be some like social questioning like movie, like something that we're supposed to look like Avatar, like where you find like an underneath storyline that we're all supposed to really grasp and understand behind. I will. I was. I do have a second theory, and I'm okay. just going to throw that out go there. On, now, with the inf- this is just a brand new theory I was thinking about, especially considering the fact that this guy just thought that I don't even remember the director's name, whatever his name yeah, was. Matthew Bright. Little, Matthew Bright. Little little people banging each other was hilarious. That maybe the director's <laughs> thought that Peter Dinklage loved was just like an actual porn fetish, like a two and a half hour, like maybe <laughs> Sally or whatever. Maybe thought it that's is. why it was beautiful. There's, what was the one? There's the more scenes with David Allen Greer just fucking a little person. <laughs> I was gonna say, and this is now I'm just like my brain is scattered with this fucking movie. It's ridiculous. But the <laughs> I don't even know his name. Uh, it was, I wrote it down in three different ways. I think it was either Padrishi, Adrishi, or Fudrishi. The big fucking like I don't know if he's Israeli or something, dude. That. Ralph walks into, or he walks into Ralph, like, oh, yeah, yeah. So the the prostitute, is she a prostitute? It kind of gave off that vibe. She's either that or just a very, a very loose woman, whatever. Are you talking about about in her apartment or at the party? In the apartment. Okay, okay. I'm talking about the, yeah, specifically the one in the apartment, the guy, the big ass guy. Like, there probably was a sex scene film between those two and the like production whoever was that paid for this movie is like yeah that's gonna have to get cut and then meanwhile the director's cut is like he's just going home and stroking her off to that one like yeah like that that's that's another thing where okay i'm not saying like a a little person and like a i want to say normal size for but like a a dwarf and a non-growing it's called a fetish I, I get yeah like I get like people like that can't have a relationship but that was such a weird scene where this guy is just straight up obsessed with her and then like w- like sees Ralph in the bedroom and freaks the fuck out like and then we just legitimately have a fight of like of this guy fighting these two little people and getting hit with a boombox like this is just re- it's just ridiculous <laughs> yeah. make me go like what is going on right now <laughs> I will say what is on this screen my last point about that entire scene and I don't care if we keep talking about it if we move on that dude whatever is Padrishi Adrishi Fudrishi whatever his name actually was he is single-handedly the worst fucking actor I've ever seen like he is worse than like 
Tommy Wiseau in the room. He is horrible. <laughs> the way he's reading. Wait, lines. he's in the room. No, I'm not he's in the room. He's just no, he's not in the room. I'm saying he's worse oh. than like the guy that was the main actor in the room. Like he is noticeably oh. that bad. Like he's like, oh, it's like he's reading the lines off the inside of his palm, but he, like English is his fourth language. Like he's just sitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing I have to say about that entire scene but that scene did kill me I was laughing so hard I was like this is the worst <laughs> like yeah alright well let's address the right on the room so you said this was going to be like a serious movie I don't know how serious it can be when you have Gary Oldman starring as a dwarf where he's literally walking on his knees that's how he was filmed in this movie I was wondering that because it actually it looked at times it looked terrible and then at times it looked good and I was like I can't tell, like, because his shoulders were so broad that I was like, well, he they, put, they put some prosthetics on his back to give him like a hump and stuff. Really? Okay. That's, I was going to say, it looked just awkward. So that would make sense. And just, just imagine being on set making this movie and just Gary Oldman's walking on his knees like the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they had him sitting quite a bit too. So then they would bury him in the couch or wherever he was <laughs> sitting looks like and then have like fake legs cut a hole in the back of the couch and he just peeked through like fucking Danny DeVito and it's always sunny just cutting through the couch and they just have these fake legs in front of him like it just no because if you watch every scene where he's sitting his legs never move never yeah it's I guess I never paid attention yeah it just it looks I don't know it looks awful because like in that he did an interview, it's the thing I tweeted out where he goes, you know, he's like, oh, what a glorious role. And he, he goes on to talk about the makeup. Like, he thinks the makeup was innovative uh, or groundbreaking at the time. Walking like, I'm like, dude, you're walking on your knees and they cut a hole on a couch. Like, I don't know what you're talking no, about. We got, we got fucking Super oh, Mario Brothers running out Jurassic Park Yoshis. That's <laughs> just innovative. I, the One of the parts I laughed really hard I think it was after he got beat up and then he met Kate Beckinsale's character for the first time and he waddles over the couch and kind of just throws himself on the couch like a sack of potatoes. I laughed. It was so random. He just was like, it's like threw himself on the couch. It's so funny. So wait, man, you can keep going if you want, if you got another topic, but it sounds like we're talking about how, like you said something about how serious this movie was. And I have an honest question. At what point in this movie did you realize that this movie was literally taking itself serious? Because at first I was like, there's no way this movie is going to be serious. I thought it was going to be funny or like, and not that it wasn't funny, but maybe not for the reasons they wanted. But like, I'll just tell you mine. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll go off yours. First five minutes, I thought this was like a PG movie. And then the girl comes over who I makes one other appearance in the entire, in the entire movie and talks to uh, Matthew McConaughey's dad or whatever. And the other girls go, you see your tits? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> like that was first five minutes. I was like, are you joking? Is that when they're at the, is that when they're at the big like shindig get together no, thing? It's literally like the, the conference. The yeah, the little, the little people convention. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Just hearing them, the girls say, "Did you do you see your tits?" I was like, "So this movie isn't gonna be PG." So 
where is this going now? This is ridiculous. Wow. Okay. So you, you veered off a lot quicker than I did. Yeah. I was thinking it was just a way like just ridiculous rom-com, but where it kind of took a turn for me was after they got married and had the, and then they had like the montage of them in the hospital and it just keeps going weirder and weirder. I feel like by that time they were cutting it up so much. They just didn't piece it together enough. But when Matthew McConaughey is literally saying, I don't want this to be my child. This isn't yeah, my child. That, yeah, that, I mean, that so was my, next level. My answer will be different. He's a dwarf, Carol. Yeah. He's a dwarf. <laughs> yeah. Just say like, it. What? Say the word. Say it. Say the word. <laughs> yeah, so my answer is He wanted be her to say midget, by the way, which would have been even <laughs> more ridiculous. Oh, my God. So... That is where that movie takes an even crazy. So my answer is going to be sooner, but let's talk about this first. Like Matthew McConaughey is a somewhat normal person that they treat like shit for some reason in this movie. Uh, like saying he has anger problems or saying like he doesn't yeah, where did his that family, come from? which is really weird. Cause like he's going to these conventions and he only shows that he loves his family, but they say he really doesn't secretly for some dumb reason, but then it just cuts to them in the hospital and he punches a hole in the wall at the hospital when he finds out that his son is has dwarfism, <laughs> which was totally a possibility. Like, like you knew, like you were the one who said, you're the one who told Kate Beckinsale, like our kid's probably gonna have dwarfism. To be fair, he didn't tell her. Rolf, they got Rolf. pregnant. Well, she got pregnant, then Rolf stormed in, was like, he's my twin, and then she showed up to a random fucking field where he was working, and I literally wrote the quote down, said, everyone in your family is a midget? <laughs> That's literally what she said. Great line they, they, prefer, they prefer little person, Carol. <laughs> and that's the thing, too. Like, he, he like, because you get the sense that he's like hiding his family from her, but then she says like your brother showed up and he goes, yeah, so what? Which I was like, okay, so he isn't hiding the family from her. He doesn't care, but then he gets pissed. Like that heel turn where he punches the wall is just insane to me. Like he just blows a gasket. And then, well, Matt, he did show some signs of anger when he yelled at that poor fat guy <laughs> during the oh, fireman yeah. drills. Yeah. That was, I don't know, like, his character was just fucking up and down for me. That was my biggest thing with him, is, like, sometimes he's a complete asshole, sometimes he actually seems like a good person, and I have no idea which one he's supposed to be. Um, yeah. Well, I think the end kind of put the nail in the coffin for what she was supposed to be. Well, the ending was confusing to me, because he shows up. Like, yeah, they have the yeah. argument where he's like, say the word, say the word, say dwarfism. And then he's, I'm a dwarf. He he calls himself a dwarf, even though like you're a normal. Yeah, that size. was great. He's like six one. You're like you're you're Very a normal well put together dude. guy. <laughs> Don't call yourself a like your family is not whatever. Technically, um, Matthew McConaughey could be on our draft later. <laughs> he said he's a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. Short guy. He labeled himself. He declared himself a dwarf. <laughs> so you know, if he declared it, it's fine. Um, but then he shows up at the end and apologizes and is like, I want to be his father. And it's like, they just tell him no. <laughs> like, it just, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, he actually seemed to genuinely be, ge like, genuinely be, like, I want to be his father. I'm sorry. I love you. 
and they like they just say like no you don't and like that's the end like i was are we gonna like that is the main underlying storyline i think like the whatever i don't even know if there's a plot line that carries the movie but like are we just gonna go on that right now because that's what i've been waiting for this whole time like this moment like if we're gonna just go in i'm ready to go in it right now there is no indication there is no indication in this movie at any point that i can tell that there is any romantic fucking involvement between carol and rolf and all of a sudden there's one scene where she says goodbye or i'll see you later and kisses him on the lips and i'm like whoa wait are you joking that was weird I rewound it three times. I'm like, did is it the lips or is it like one of the, like a European style like cheek kiss like right next to each other? No, on the lips. I'm like, okay, there's no way this movie is going this way. Like they are subtle lovers that are going to fall in love, and yeah, that's how the movie ends up playing out in the end. But if I, you if you look at the description on Amazon Prime, it's a weird. It says love triangle in the description. I'm like reading that before i started i'm like love triangle what yeah. no there's no fucking love triangle nope there's a love triangle but not until about an hour and 20 minutes in and an, an hour, hour and a half long movie <laughs> an hour and a half long movie yeah here's the imdb one says the story of a peculiar love triangle involving two brothers like okay yeah um, you told me that was the plot line before this movie i'm actually if i knew that was the plot line before i watched it i'd be like no not gonna watch it because i already know that one guy's gonna be a dwarf and the other guy's gonna be normal and i know but like the fact that that just came out of the blue that entire plot line came out of the blue was so ridiculous and there was me there's no indication that there's plot twist in all movie history and they didn't at what point did you guys see did you ever see one point even before the kissing on the lips you wouldn't even say kissing on the lips whatever maybe weird people do that but like there was no indication that they were falling in love with each other in my eyes like i did not see any of that I saw, I saw like sympathy and empathy between both of them but i never saw like tension i guess yeah That's a- i think the I think the the first time I maybe thought it was I was gonna say the wedding when she gets out of the car and goes oh I'm gonna go talk to Rolf but that's like kind of empathy like what you're saying like oh I just want to make sure he's okay but like the cabin when he picks up the baby and goes downstairs and is like oh no you go to sleep I got this I was like are they like is you know no maybe he's just being a good uncle like I don't know you're right it kind of comes out of nowhere like last line of the movie is you can kiss me or what does she say she says i'm like you can kiss oh, me if you want to and then they kiss and that's the end of the movie like I, yeah oh yeah i did it was i like, can't believe that was the end either i was like wait it's done it's over that was it because i'll say it like rolf is kind of an asshole like if people think matthew mcconaughey's character is an asshole in this movie i think rolf is kind of an asshole too like he shows up late to the convention. He's like a dick to everyone. Uh, when the that prostitute, like dwarf lady with the, the beats up the guy with the boombox yeah, calls him, he's like yelling at her that she's a bitch and like she can, like hang up the phone or whatever. Like he seems like kind of an asshole. So I don't know what the appeal is to him, other than like they make him seem a little better right at the end. But that was a weird little turn. 
it was literally like I feel like the entire movie. I don't. I, it wasn't obviously written for the last twenty minutes, but like everything that happened that was purposeful in the movie happened in the last twenty minutes. Other than like finding out that Matthew McConaughey is the one member in his family who's not a dwarf, like you literally could have just skipped it. And then last 20 minutes be like, his brother is. That's why I want to see the director's cut, even though I know it probably is a waste of my life. But I just want to see what the heck was the vision for this. Because this seems so chopped up. Like right. nothing seems cohesive. Well, all. and then like this, uh, what you were getting, I think at Matt before, I think it was you, maybe Quinn started it, was the fact that they bring Matthew McConaughey back in the back, and it, or like in the back of the movie at the very end. And he's got like his tail between his legs and he's coming in and you're like, wait a minute, you already made it seem like Gary Oldman was going to be the hero or Rolf was going to be the hero. And now you're bringing him back in. Like is all of a sudden Rolf going to get his heart broken and then Matthew McConaughey is going to be all of a sudden the hero of the movie. And then it's like, no, fuck Matthew. <laughs> like It's still Rolf. Like even though they were trying to make it. Matthew seemed like he was disowning his kid. I I don't accept that he's a dwarf. He's not mine. That's what I got. And he still did that though. Like I guess I I yeah. I felt like that when he left. He's he was like, let me say goodbye to him one last time. And then he just walks off. It was like, oh, so he's not gonna be the father of this kid anymore. Yeah, I don't know. He's gonna go do his thing. She made it seem like she's gonna just live at that cabin with Rolf, and she's like, this will work out because he's still in the family. And you can come see where it whenever the, you want. Like, where the cabin come from? Like, wh- why are they all of a sudden out to this cabin? I mean, I think the cabin was just like Peter Dinklage in a house form. Like, it's just like, boop, here it is. And then nobody knows why it's And also, there. what's up with their characters just hating each other and they're just all of a sudden not being there anymore? Oh, they were uh, there at the end of the movie. No, um, the the... Peter Dinklage and Patricia Arquette, yeah, they get in a huge fight and just leave. Oh, that's right. That's right. I bought that. They just leave. All gone. Bye-bye. No more characters. I forgot about that. As quickly as they appear, just, they're gone. (laughs) They were literally in the first scene of the movie, and then they were gone. Yeah, it was, uh, this movie was an hour and a half long, and I'm not going to lie, I watched it in three sittings of a half hour each. Because I was just looking for a reason to just not watch it. Like, after it's, like, it's been a half hour, I'm like, oh, and Miles needs his diaper change? Yeah, no, uh, let me just pause. All right, I'll go do that. Um, I will breastfeed Miles right now if yeah. I just don't have to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> like, it was, it was just, it was so rough. It was just not a lot made sense. And I was trying to do other things while I was just watching it. I just ended up just staring at the screen, just with like open mouth, drooling, like, what the fuck is this? And then I was texting you guys how awful it was. I'm like, oh, it's the I only way I could get through it. I had no idea what to expect when you said that. I figured it was going to be ridiculous because, I mean, the concept is ridiculous. Like, there's no way this movie could have taken it seriously from the beginning, but when I watched it, I wanted to text you guys and be like, but I knew you both had already watched it and be like, this is legitimately the most fucking ridiculous thing we've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. It was... Wouldn't you like to know how they got the name Tiptoes? I tried looking into it. Did you find anything? No, I couldn't find a thing. I was really curious. 
There are a couple things about this I was trying to find. Like, why did Matthew McConaughey agree to this? Why? That did... is a good. But wasn't it really early on? It was like 1993. 2003. Oh, fuck me. Then why did he do that? He had some big roles. He had. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days came out that same year, which, like, this is, this is peak. Matthew McConaughey and rom-com, you know, like he, he was set, you know what I mean? Like he didn't need the work and Gary, I mean, how much money, how much money, what studio was green lighting that movie and was like, your budget is enough to pay Matthew McConaughey anyways. Like, you know, it's like, there's no way I would want, I don't know if you could search that up or if you know it off the top of your head, how much money did he make off this movie? Yeah, this is I'm trying to look. So he made this in 2003. Sahara was 05. That one's not bad. I don't mind O'Hara. So he kind of, yeah, it's like probably a couple years after this movie came out is when he made the hard switch from uh, like rom-coms to trying to do dramas. But yeah, is I kind of, I brought it up already, but one of the most, actually, no, I didn't bring up the part where I thought this movie kind of took, a, like started taking itself a little too seriously, but the, um, Maybe I'll wait for Bo to get back, but the the dinner scene with the in-laws? I couldn't tell if they were trying to be funny there or yeah. if they were trying to be serious. That it was, was so all over the place. That was maybe not when I thought the movie was taking itself too seriously, but that was when I was very confused on... Well, here's Bo. Yeah, but I was just saying, the scene for me where I was very confused on how to take it was the dinner scene with the in-laws. Oh, yes. I think I know where you're going. Like, they're... There's a specific moment during that, but keep going. It was just weird. Like, the whole time you're like, okay, so they're being weird because they're little. But then, no, it's just because they want to have a Jewish wedding. Like... I was... So, I, I had a question about that, though. Because the way they played that off, they definitely made it seem like the father was more in tune with like what should and should not be said and the mother clearly was like out of line obviously yeah and obviously like the relief that they and i don't know maybe that's where it's a little lost in translation is where the relief off of uh kate beckinsale carol's face came but like it almost felt like they the mother would have said you guys realize you're a bunch of dwarfs Cause like the moment, oh, he definitely was gonna say that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that I thought like it was a recovery thing, and maybe that's what you're saying, Matt. Is like you, like it felt like the mother. That's what she was planning on saving, but the father, like, came in and saved it by being like, "You're not Jewish." Which, I, I, how do they, how do they not know they're Jewish just because they're short? I don't get it. Maybe they had like a a Bible and not a Torah sitting on the entryway, but there was like no indication about like. Jewish being a factor at all. Yeah, that was. That was I had no idea they were Jewish. Weird. No, and not them, and not that the other family wasn't. Not Matthew McConaughey and Rolf's family weren't Jewish. Like, there was no indication. Yeah, it was just weird. Like, I couldn't tell if she just legit had a problem that they were dwarfs, and yeah, like you said, the dad just saved the day by recovering from it, or if legit her problem the whole time was we just need to have a Jewish wedding and I hope they're okay with it. Like, it's just weird that I can't really tell. It's, I don't and know. It was, 
Yeah, no, I agree. And it was bizarre because, like I said, when they first walked in, it seemed like they were, and obviously the, that was the entire joke. If it was a joke, it was like, oh, they're dwarfs and like, oh, but that's not actually the problem. But the problem was like, they never indicated yeah. anything about Judaism before that. So like it was, it, and then, and then the, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. I was getting distracted by Quinn yelling at clouds. Thanks, Quinn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Forget it. Just keep going on with your guys' statement. Now I'm over. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Did you, did you um, well, I, I was just looking at, like, Wikipedia for this thing, and I forgot that the whole reason this movie was made is because Matthew Bright was, like, neighbors with the creator of Cops and, like, told him about this script. And then that guy, like, basically said, I'm going to make this movie. Like, that's how this movie got made. The creator of Cops is in, like, the legitimate show. Like, the reality show. Yeah. Like, he just was, like, they were, like, neighbors. And it was, like, this is, yeah, I got this. This is an interesting fact, but only because I have so much. I have a podcast that I listen to. And I forgot what it's called that I could just like mention on this podcast that say listen to that talks about how much of a scam cops and uh, live PD were not like a scam. I mean, it was reality, but how like doctored up it was. And like, so I have like an, Im- yeah, shut the fuck up clouds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like an ingrained hate towards like cops and live PD because of like this podcast so like the fact you just mentioned it i was like oh the creator cops i just want to <laughs> that dude sucks that guy sucks <laughs> um and then i was gonna say it's also so this movie was actually at sundance like sundance oh my God. you would normally think like would be good movies but it's really it's for indie movies to go so sometimes it's, it's hit or miss with them and this was a, a big miss apparently but um Matthew Bright was asked to like go on stage and introduce the movie and uh, apparently what he did is he went on stage and just bashed that that creator of cops who got the movie made for him that's the guy who like took control and had everything re-edited John Langley Uh, he just bashed him and slammed him for like 20 minutes because like they were airing not his version at Sundance like they were doing the 90 minute one that we just watched and Matthew Perry was like no this thing sucks because this guy interfered and it was apparently uh quite the scene but yeah so Sundance this movie was actually at Sundance in 2004 so that's kind of <laughs> he literally bashes investor yeah like he just like yeah he slew it. what is it uh he instead launched into a scathing attack on the Langleys for their interference and slammed the finished product. So, so as, maybe, the, maybe the investor family were just the ones that were like, we just want to make fun of dwarf people. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this guy's <laughs> wife is the one who is like, uh, make Kate Beckinsale take that hat off. So, Also, did anybody search up this fact? I think they said it during the movie, 800,000 dwarfs in... United States alone, or was it North America? It might have been North America. North America. But eight hundred thousand seems. That legit, is that a legit stat? I don't. They, that's what I was wondering. I have like no point of reference on that. 
So how many little people live in North America? Yeah, this will be a good Google search. <laughs> hey, you also want to like search up where you can find like some loose uranium laying around and let's just let's just Google all the like hot yeah. terms or let's, whatever that are just What's getting... the age of consent in Savannah, Illinois? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably more than Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> you might be right, yeah, honestly. It's 18, but 15 if it's a relative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you, Matt, you can't take that out and out of the podcast. I hope there's one random person from Savannah, Illinois, that does listen to this, and they're just like, hey. I know I know Jake listens like every once in a while, so that'd be funny if I just get a message from him and be like, hey, you can say no. I know two cousins who got together at sixteen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and their kid their kid is mostly normal. Oh, I can't I can't find stat. Apparently there's no good way to just find out how many dwarfs or little people are in North America. We're gonna have to take the movie at its word and just say that it's probably higher than eight hundred thousand since this movie is seventeen years old. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts or scenes or comments on this fucking movie? I kind of br- uh, brought up the ones I already talked about, like when Rolf catches. Uh, David Allen Greer just sleeping with his girlfriend in the middle of like a glass house in a giant party. (laughs) That was a good one. All right. And like, what was the point other than the fact that like, oh, his original girlfriend who they said, I forgot what character was like, you guys are going to end up together anyways. Like she just keeps having sex with people. (laughs) Like that's like, they're not dating. It's not like you're, he's like, I mean, obviously, if you'd probably be deterred if you felt like you had a emotional connection with somebody and they're having sex with somebody else, but she literally just keeps banging dudes. <laughs> like, it's, I think that storyline would run through pretty heavily. Yeah, it's also funny that they like pick Matthew McConaughey as like the normal, average person because it's like it's Matthew McConaughey. Like, it's one of the biggest swooners and like those baby blue eyes and like he's just ripped all the time he looks pretty good he's the draw he's the draw he got to bring in people to see him but that that brings up people thought that peter dinklage should have played gary oldman's role well yeah they would have been closer in age gary oldman is 11 years older than matthew mcconaughey that's it i honestly would have guessed nah nah i would have guessed like 15 to 20 at least yeah but he like Matthew McConaughey aged well, and he was young even then. Gary Oldman still looks like his just his face, not even his body looks old. Yeah, his last name is literally Oldman. <laughs> just perpetually, he's just old all the time. He's just bit. He was born a thirty-five year old, and he has not come back since. <laughs> Yeah, he apparently, I think I saw this on, like, IMDb Trivia, so I guess take it for what it is. But he, like, had issues during filming. Like, he would break out and cry and just be, like, he felt bad that he was playing a little person. He was, like, 
you know what I mean? Like, uh, should I be doing this? Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like, that's probably a sign that you shouldn't be making this movie. But, um, but yeah, they feel like people had to like console him and be like, no, it's okay, it's fine, don't worry. Because like Gary Oldman is in the Dark Knight trilogy, he's Commissioner Gordon. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. And that was only two years after this movie. Like that's crazy. Those that's movies, like I wouldn't have thought that those movies were that close in time to each other. Like I don't know why that blew my mind, but it kind of did. Um, so yeah. Uh, he went from the role of a lifetime to just Commissioner Gordon. Poor guy. Yeah, I do I have love my that, love that in the trailer and in the role of a lifetime, Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> role of a lifetime all time one of the like worst trailers of all time but i yeah. told Mar- maria the plot and she like saw sections of it and she was like do you guys honestly think you should be doing this and i'm like what do you mean like this is like the <laughs> what we do we watch movies that might be so bad they might be good and she's like no i mean like for your like public image should you be watching this movie <laughs> i was debating about how we phrase the draft <laughs> yeah i was like think about this maria someone made this movie and they got away with it like nobody's be been fair, though, matthew mcconaughey is still popular a, he hasn't made a movie since and he tried having his name removed from it so that's true that's true <laughs> All right, last note, last note I had, and then we can get to the draft is, uh, apparently this movie is solely responsible for Dinklage's role in Game of Thrones. The creators had, <laughs> have been recorded saying his ability to do a French accent meant they could do, they was, have no other. It wasn't even a good French accent so to there me. there you go. I mean, these are the same creators. Not like a parody of a French accent. Well, these yeah. are the same creators who, after they ran out of, like, the books and source material, like, just fucked up the show. So, I mean, who knows? And then they got fired from Star Wars after everyone hated the last season of Game of Thrones. So, I never watched it, so I have no idea. Well, it's good until the last I season. wanted to. Well, no, that's the thing. I really wanted to, and I was planning on it, and then everybody's like, the last season is the worst season ever, except for Justin, who, to be fair, is a complete moron. So when He, he also really enjoys the need uh, for speed, or not, the, the too fast, the fast, fast and furious franchise. Need for speed. <laughs> that is a movie. They made that into a movie. So they did, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, Darren Paul. Paul from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Finding out that the last season is like the like ruins it, not ruins the whole entire show because obviously there's still whatever five six seasons before that. But like but I'm lost all motivation because I know I'll get attached to characters and be like I can see where this is going. Yeah, Matt, yeah. quick question: What's the worst movie like movie ending you've ever seen? Ending? And Quinn, you can answer it too, but obviously worst movie ending. Oh man, this is up there. I'm trying to I'll tell you one that was surprising. I don't know if I would say it worse, but there was this Robert Pattinson movie that came out in like the late 2000s, you know, during his whole Twilight phase. Um Has Robert it's Pattinson like this, been in a movie that's like, not late 2000s? Was it? That is Robert Dude, Pattinson. some of his new ones are really good. He's he's a good right. actor. But like so, this movie really good. This movie is like a teen angsty like love story movie where like he falls in love with this girl and it changes his life or whatever. Again, Twilight. No, 
Um, his dad is played by Pierce Brosnan. Werewolf. And the last scene of the movie, he goes to his dad's office to, like, tell him, like, basically, like, hey, I'm a changed person. I'm a better person now. Like, he's going to go tell his dad, like, I love you and thank you for everything you've done for me. And they're like, oh, your dad's not in his office right now, but you can go in there and wait. And he's like, okay, sounds good. And he goes in his office and the movie pans out and he's in the World Trade Center and oh. it's 9-11. I've seen that. I've, I never saw the movie. What is it called? Remember Me? No. Remember Me? No. Yeah, the whole movie is like a, it's like a romantic movie and then he ends up dying in 9-11, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And you have no idea. Watched. No idea that it takes place during 9-11 or around that time. Just all of a sudden, turns out his dad's office was in the World Trade Center, and he's there, and 9-11 happens, and he dies. So I don't know if that's worse, but that's one of the more shocking ones. Uh, that's Lucy, random. Lucy is kind of weird. where she. I was really going to say Lucy's the worst fucking movie ending I've ever seen in my life. That one's weird. Yeah. I think we've left. talked about that before, but I fucking hate that ending so bad. So yeah, Lucy, Wait, what? Lucy? Lucy's, Lucy's the one with Scarlett Johansson where she gets uh, uh, something happens to her and she starts becoming smarter like she can use more of her brain power than other people oh yeah, yeah. I never saw it she can, yeah. so she can start move stuff and she starts becoming more and more like involved with technology and controlling technology and at the end of the movie she turns into a flash drive it's i think we've literally talked about it before matt because it is i remember watching that movie and being like the visuals in this movie are fucking awesome like if i was ever gonna go to the movie theater and take shrooms or like whatever anything i got one just even smoke whatever that movie was unreal like in its visuals and i was like the plot line's pretty good and then the ending happens and for 10 minutes when she just the fucking guard, like the melting, like flash drive situation. I was like, I left the movie theater. I was like, that was the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> Why did I spend time for an hour and 30 minutes? However long the movie was, I was like, this is dope. Like, I would never be like, this is a top movie to see ever, but like, very visually stimulating, especially because I think. That came out right when we were in the midst of college and like and we were like doing things. <laughs> and uh, then I just remember the ending happening and being like, that just, that was the word. Like, how did you make this like actually interesting movie? And that is how you decided to end it. Yeah. That one's not great. It was not, it wasn't just not great. It was <laughs> literally the worst <laughs> ending I can think of in my mind. Yeah. Dude, can we all can we all agree tiptoes is definitely our brand? Like oh, that yeah, we was, never, oh yeah, it's we never, garbage. It's garbage. Yes. It's garbage. You think it's garbage? It's pretty garbage. I don't know. It was it was not enjoyable for me. I did not enjoy it didn't get to that level of so bad it's good. It is garbage. I will say it's garbage, but only because if I feel like I call something as bad, then I'm like, that was fucking like so disappointingly terrible like there's nothing enjoyable i feel like when you say something is garbage you can almost find enjoyment in it and i found like some moments of like you had enough what the fucks to be like this is garbage maybe i'm like guessing the goalpost here a little bit that's a decent way it felt like it it felt like an accident it felt like a really awkwardly slow accident and i'm just like i can't look away 
but I really should just turn this off. Right. I feel like I'm, like I said, I'm adjusting the goalposts. I'm saying like garbage isn't something that's just inherently horrible, all facets, the worst fucking thing we've watched type of thing. I'm saying like yeah. it is nothing about it made sense. No plot line made sense. There were useless characters, everything. And it wasn't like so bad. It was like the room that it's good, like enjoyable. I'll ever watch it again type of thing. But it is one of those things where I was like, this is so fucking terrible. Like I'm actually kind of finding moments of humor in it. Yeah. Cause I actually think of it the like the opposite way where if it's garbage, I don't think there's anything redeeming about it, but if it's bad, that just me like there maybe is. That's why I gave Hubie Halloween a bad instead of garbage. Cause I'm like, there are parts of it that I enjoyed. So I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, it does. It sounds like we're on the same page where I think it's just how you want to interpret the word. Yeah. Normally before I would say like the word garbage means it is throw it in the garbage, never talk to it again. But this it. movie feels like it's a definition of garbage in the same way that like you almost find like a diamond, not a diamond. Cause it's not like a, you might like go picking through your trash and you might find uh, like an old tire. It hasn't, <laughs> hasn't expired yet. What was that? Some leftover pizza and it hasn't expired yet. And you're like, oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's cold enough. It's cold enough that you can still eat it. <laughs> it's like yeah. pre-refrigerated pizza. Yeah. I'm gonna say this is garbage, and I would only give it a bad classification to tell people that it was actually made. <laughs> and not to watch the movie, just go watch the trailer and just know that it exists. Yeah, you pretty much only have to watch a trailer and then they're like, is this really as stupid as it looks? You're like, yeah, that's literally like it is that two and a half minute trailer is that trailer expounded upon for 90 minutes. And that is the movie. Like, it is I showed I showed Justin in April this on Saturday and Justin's like, I think I saw this in theaters. He's like, I legit think I saw this in theaters. I wouldn't be surprised. That seems like a Justin maneuver. And it April was like, this looks like a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, is this a really a movie? I'm like, yep, and I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth and watching. And then she proceeded to be like, why don't you guys watch good movies? And I'm like, that's not what we do, babe. You yeah. don't understand. Matt, Matt I, no, you're right, I don't movies. understand. <laughs> yeah. been, Matt and Haley watch good movies. We are here to watch the trash so we can weed it out for the people. We're doing like God's work. We're here for you. Yeah. We're here for you all, Jake Sweeney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Baby Jason, I don't know who else watches this. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, we're getting canceled. I think they oh, yeah. cut this out at the end. I think this could have gone worse. <laughs> I think there could have went. I could have been a way for us to get canceled. I really tried to refrain from the word, the M word. Yeah. <laughs> what? Fuck midgets. <laughs> if you need to explain your sexual fetishes, Quinn, there's really plenty of forums to talk about it on. <laughs> I'm already in there. <laughs> You are the dude with the tag name, like the QT pie, like letter Q, letter T, and then the symbol pie. <laughs> like, all right, all right, let's let's do this draft because I gotta go feed Miles. Can you explain this? We're doing uh short people drafts in honor. 
Yeah, what's the best way to say this? Like best short people relative to their chosen profession. I think yeah, you just say short people. It's not like dwarves. It's just like yeah, short people. That's it. I'm second. Uh, who's gonna win that? We're snaking. Oh, yeah, All right. snake. All right, Matt, go. I know who I'm picking. Let me bring up my list here. Um, I'm gonna go with Carlton Banks. That's what I thought you were saying. Is he that short? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> he's not. I mean, he's five six, but like the whole premise of that show is Will Smith just makes fun of him for being short all the is time. It, okay, I guess I haven't watched the show enough to like <laughs> totally. Then I guess it's been a while. Understand it, but that's fine. Yeah. So uh, my pick. I mean, I, I think this one's just obvious, and I think that Quinn was would be smart enough to have taken this one. Maybe not you, Matt. After. Carlton Banks. Carlton. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited for your other three picks. But uh, you know, there's a whole there's a whole personality problem built around this guy. So I'm going Napoleon. Okay. Like he is literally a personality like that. That is, if you're gonna mention a short guy in history, Napoleon Bonaparte is what you're saying. Dude, my picks are so much better than your picks. You guys' picks suck so far. Your what first two picks, Napoleon? and those are what you, you pull out. Napoleon, I can respect. I at least get it, but come on. Queen, go. Okay, I can't wait. All right. All right. First pick, Danny DeVito. Yeah, that was That's on my list. That's a good one. I, I'm only choosing him because I figured you guys had him. Yeah. Uh, my, no. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. So then snake draft back through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Vern Troyer. Yeah. I figured that one would go. Fair. I just fair. had mini me written down, but yeah. Is it, didn't he die? He's dead, right? Yeah. 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 R.I.P. Him and uh, his Preston, the guy from Jackass. When No, Vern Troyer is different. Who's the. Oh, mini me. <laughs> yeah. <he's Wee> man. <laughs> Wee man. That's it. Wee man. Yeah. You can't, dude. I am going to go – I'm going to go athlete. I think I want an athlete because I feel like limited athletes here, and I'm kind of stuck. Football players are whatever. So stuck between one player and this other guy, but I'm going Spud Webb. Five foot seven NBA dunk champion. That's, Wait, how tall was Nate Robinson? Or, uh, yeah. Like five Nate. nine, five eight. Spud Webb is shorter. Oh, he was taller than Spud. I mean, okay. I was thinking about going. I I don't know if I should say it. Is anybody going? Nah, also an NBA player. Uh, yeah, I had one on my list. I don't have any. Does his name rhyme with Bugsy Logs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking about going with. Yeah. That was. That was. <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> that was my next pick. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. Muggsy Boat mainly for Space Jam. That's just what I remember him for more than anything. I was just thinking yeah. the same. they're all in the hospital. That he looked, that he's short and everyone else is too tall and their heads hit like the ceiling overlay and just fall down. So it's that Yeah, that's pretty funny. He was also part of the era where the Charlotte Hornets had probably maybe the dopest jerseys. Yeah, dude. For like the NBA. Like I, I pinstripe NBA jerseys. The pinstripe ones? Better. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that's those are awesome. Oh, I guess those are pretty sweet. Oh, no, it's you again, Matt, right? Yeah, yeah, it's me again. I'm uh, deciding between two other ones. I'm gonna go 
Simon Birch. I don't know who that is, so I got. Oh, oh, it has less effect on than uh, than uh, I was hoping it would. Then maybe I'll have to change my pick. It's a no. Mo- you know, you're done. That's it. Oh wow! Okay, Simon Birch. Simon Birch. Get it? Just because I still don't know who this is. What is this? Is this a movie? It's a movie about oh a, a little person. He's a kid. And so uh, why didn't you pick fucking Rolf? Because <laughs> I just didn't want to pick from like the movie we just watched. <laughs> All right. So wait. Explain what it is. What is the movie? Because so I honestly- so it's about this kid who's. He suffers from dwarfism, but it takes place in like the fifties. And his best friend is, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm sure kids were real nice to him back then. Quote, exactly. Well, he's a quote unquote. His best friend is a quote unquote like normal person, the size kid. And it's just about how Simon he doesn't fit in with anyone. People make fun of him, but then uh, at the end of the movie, he like kind of saves the day and becomes a little bit of a hero after uh, accidentally killing his best friend's mom. <laughs> plot twist yeah that he had a crush on yep he had a crush on her and oh so it's like stacy's mom gone wild like a song <laughs> stacy's mom i'll put the trailer in the group chat because who yeah, knows we'll watch that one day that's a, you I had me i was like oh heartwarming what i was like oh heartwarming and then he killed the mom so not so much yeah it's it's kind of sad but i was hoping like i watched it i saw it as a kid Haley had seen it i thought maybe you guys had seen it and it was gonna have a little more impact never even heard of it. literally never yeah never even heard of it all right bo you're up um so but i think i'm gonna put you in a body bag right now matt because you just picked a movie character and you didn't pick uh frodo baggins who yeah that's, that's on my list <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. i was trying to like be a little more funny with my Simon Birch pick, but then yeah, Frodo's the best. So it kind of fell a little flat, but Frodo is very much like, yeah, legit man, so <laughs> legit. Yeah, no, I, was, I feel like I have to watch uh, Simon Birch like in your honor, but I literally have no idea what it was till you said it. Yeah. <laughs> no, Frodo's a good one. That was like, if I was being a little more serious with my list, I probably would have went with him. Number one overall. <laughs> All right. For my third pick, I'm choosing Lady Gaga. Is she that short? Five foot one. She's I'm actually tiny. kind of surprised. I thought she would have been like five, six, five, seven, five, eight. I thought she was too. And then I saw a real picture of her and I was like, holy shit, that's Lady Gaga. She's fucking tiny. So Quinn just saw a picture of her and he's like, that chick's got to be 5'1". Yeah. <laughs> well, she was, standing with, she was standing with children and she was shorter than the children. Like kids. You know, taking seven, autographs. Fine. All right. Not amused. All right, then my last pick, Bridget the Midget. Why does that sound familiar, but I can't picture it? Which show is that from? Which show is that? Yeah, that's a, it's a, a, show. It's a show. What? What's that? It's not? Bridget Powers? Oh, God. Oh, she's literally a porn <laughs> star. Are you joking? She's in Tiptoes. She's in Tiptoes. You ju- was she really? Yeah. That's like what came up when I searched. 
No, mine she was the came up American pornographic actress. Well, that came up too, but then in like it underneath it says tiptoes. I really feel yep. like uh, was she really in it? She probably was. Yeah, yeah. she has a cameo. She was also in SWAT. <laughs> I forgot about that show. I feel like Quinn just like incriminated us, being like <laughs> Bridget the Midget and both. Sounds Matt so and I familiar. Like, what she? Yeah, that, we know exactly who that girl is. What is she? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't more going with the tiptoes. The tiptoes was just a nice add-in, but oh, she just. She's like, is she super famous porn star? She's like the girlfriend that sleeps with David Allen Greer and the boombox guy. That's her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think I didn't bring it up the whole fucking time? This is my pick. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, Quinn, good for you for knowing exactly that there's a porn star in that movie. Well, it's because I was reading and I saw the name and then. There's a porn star under next to it. Yeah. All right. So I'm sorry for uh, having the best pick of the draft. Fuck. I'm like kind of stuck. I don't know which way to go. So one of the things I was gonna say, but I don't I don't think I'm gonna say it because I think it'd be a little bit cheating. I was just gonna say the city of Boston in general. Cause I don't know if you've ever been to Boston, but everybody's short, like noticeably short. You're like yeah. Why are all you so short? <laughs> it's Irish people, dude. I'm I'm willing to take that pick if you guys are gonna let me, but I feel like it's a little bit too much. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. There's no rules to this draft, obviously. All right, then I am gonna take. I'm not gonna go with the city of Boston. I feel like it's a little bit too rude. I'm gonna go with uh, switch it up after this whole fucking show. What? After this whole show, you feel like you're being rude to the city of Boston. No, I'm going to go with uh, Beethoven. You're going with like people here. Musical genius still sampled today. Real short guy. Like we're not talking like short, like five seven short. We're not talking match short. You know, we're talking actually truly average height over here. Yeah, you should have started average in Boston. Historical figures. Yeah, well, they're important to history. I'm also not good at actors, so like it was Peter Dinklage, and then I don't know who else. Tom Cruise. I could have said Tom Cruise, but like I was, he was Matt, on my he's on my list of potentials. I got. Tom it seems like one of those things, though. It's right, like Matt, you got your fourth pick. Yep, yep. I I'm gonna go. This has a double double hit on it. I'm gonna go Martin Short. Ah. Actor Martin Short, he's like five six, plus Short's in his fucking name. I got that's got to count for double points. That's a good one, Martin Short. That's a good one. Yeah, that's fair. That's actually kind of funny. Is he actually <laughs> that short? Did you say? Did you yeah, say five, I think he's five six. He's five seven. Yeah, that's cool. Beethoven's five foot three. So just so you know, this is five four. <laughs> hey, I had Richard the Midget, who is a famous midget pornographic star, and was also in Tiptoes. <laughs> it is a good pick. <laughs> you played your Come hand. On, I was going to say, the one that I forgot that I just remembered, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, he's short. He's I don't know how short he is, but he is. Have you seen pictures in pictures next to celebrities? Like, I feel yeah, like in the Irish movie, he's standing next to all those guys. He's never in glamour shots, 
of like next to a celebrity. It's always like a close up. So you could have went with two then. What? Joe Pesci. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Pesci's really the Joe Pesci's a short guy too. I think they're both five four. Isn't well De Niro's pretty yeah. short too, isn't he? De Niro's like five ten. I've like I Googled Martin Scorsese height and literally it came up with Martin Scorsese's height, Joe Pesci's height, and Robert De Niro's height. So Oh really? Yeah. Just probably because of the <laughs> Irish. I thought De Niro's like five eight. Not that that's even that short, but now you can sort of die. Right. Well yeah. honorable mentions. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I actually clicked the YouTube video. I uh, I had Tom Cruise, like someone brought up, uh, Dan DeVito. The only other one that d- I didn't have a pick, I was going to try to get funny with it, but you guys probably wouldn't have appreciated it. I was going to go with the Monstars, but pre-change, like before they got everyone's talent, <laughs> I was going to go with the Monstars. You should have that. That's, That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> That's what I would have really good instead of Simon Birch since that, that one fell a little flat. That's all right. We're not as cultured as you. Yeah, that was a good one. I have two. I have two more honorable mentions. Herve Villas Chavez from that. Man with the Golden Gun. Don't oh know. yeah, he's well. He's in Fantasy Island too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. The show. Yeah. Yep. And then the cast of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz was up there, like the Munchkin crew or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you could be more like Willy Wonka, the guy that's like that plays um the Oompa Loompas. I totally forgot about the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's like it's difficult. The only ones that I had is honorable mentions, were, uh, which I don't think I ever would have said because I don't really care about like Kevin Hart, obviously a cultural figure. Yeah, sure. And then. Uh, but there's so many like actors that are like between five six and five eight, and it's like that's not really that short. Like you gotta go like super short, like a Danny DeVito short. Danny DeVito, Danny is, a DeVito is like known for short. being short. Yeah, yeah. he's known for being weird. Yeah, like Peter Dinklage <laughs> is like the token dwarf. Which so I can't believe no one took Peter Dinklage. I think that it just didn't Easy. help. He was just prominent in this movie and Game of Thrones. He's almost too popular. Yeah. Although I do like my favorite role ever of his is uh, Death at a Funeral or whatever it's called. The remake. Uh, I didn't know they made that in a movie. It was a, it was a movie and then they remade it as a movie again. Oh, I'm thinking Death of a Salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean? It's been two movies." Cool. Well, I'll uh, maybe I'll throw a vote out there on this. Like, I can't remember what the vote was on our last one. So yeah, I think I'll be better this time. To be fair, I'm pretty sure like you guys picked a bunch of irrelevant people in history, and uh, there's still a guy with the last name Bonaparte that's still being taught in high school history classes. Not even elementary school history classes oh. every day. You got to go with the crowd, though. Like, what, what, what's, the, what's the crowd going to care about? Are they going to care about historical? I actually picked real little people. Like, little people. And one of them started the movie we just did a podcast about. You picked a porn star, Quinn. <laughs> Danny DeVito. You can phrase it out however you want. <laughs> Danny DeVito is going to carry She's an actress, <laughs> and she will be respected. Matt. When you title this podcast, don't even talk about tiptoes. Just say Quinn picks his favorite porn star. <laughs> Quinn's favorite porn star <laughs> is a little person. Yes. <laughs> Discuss. 
<laughs> Quinn talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinn talks about his favorite porn storyline. <laughs> I wish I could say that without laughing. <laughs> but nothing else. No. Uh, whose pick is it next? Do we have a whose was tiptoes? Was it yours, Ball? Mine was technically tiptoes. Yeah, I think it's you, Matt. No, because I did Hubie Halloween. So it's it oh, no. Hubie Halloween was technically supposed to be correct. My pick. Right. It is my turn because Quinn was Big Trouble Little China, and then yeah. UB Halloween was kind of like let's just do it because it's Halloween, yeah. and then just tipped out. So you're right. It is my turn. All right. I don't have anything on the top of my head, so I'll pick something. All right, Cube. You're gonna do Cube, so I don't. Want I'm to going to watch that trailer I'm right now. Oh, shit, I gotta go. <laughs> All right, I definitely have to go. I'll talk right, to you guys later. Good night. Go take care of your kids. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> hey, guys. Take yeah, care. Yeah, bye. You too.